following program is a proud member of the Palava family of podcasts. Check out all the shows over at palava.com. That's P-A-L-A-V-I.com. I'm tired of being thankful for scraps. Still, they want us to love them anyway. One day, somebody's going to have to make a stand. One day, somebody's going to have to say enough. You get your ass to work and save my country from these cock-sucking Republicans. He's riding his horse through town to send those warning shots and bells that uh, we were going to be secure and we were going to be free. Too little, too late, too obvious. Madam, you are a clear and present danger to the safety and security of this nation. When it comes to bullshit... Big time, major league bullshit. You have to stand in awe. In awe of the all-time champion of false promises and exaggerated claims. Religion. No contest. No contest. Reveal to us God's will that we may blindly obey. Free us from thought and responsibility. We shall read things off you. And do them. Your words guide us. Dumb. If you don't stand for something, you'll fall for anything. Try and work together. Are you serious? I just, I just told you that a moment ago. All right, not bad. There we go. Episode 150. Brand new intro that will evolve as I find better and better clips. Now I wonder how many people will be able to pick out that last David Duchovny. Quote. I know how that took but me a little from, while to find. It's from Zoolander. Yeah. Oh well, now nobody has to. Well, good. I just want to <laughs> prove how fucking cool I am. <laughs> Episode 100. I threw that. I threw that in there for you. Thank you. Because I know you like that weird I show he's on. I love that movie, and I do love that show, and I had the, some other shows start this week, but we'll talk about that later. Um, episode 150, we've done this at the very least 150 fucking times. Yeah, I know. Although I slept through last week. So you definitely oh did. Oh, my God. You definitely did. Oh, my God. I was so... So tired. I just have to say, I think that is the worst show we've ever done. Oh, my God. I mean, so I apologize. <laughs> it's it's likely that you fell asleep during that show as well, folks. <laughs> I was just so damn tired. Having done this 150 times now, we're going to try and streamline yes, everything. Yes, we are. Um, we'll see how it goes. Um, Quite frankly, we just don't have the time to keep doing this shit. So well, the show's going to be 19 you, minutes long. I don't want you to fall asleep. I'm not going to fall asleep. <laughs> I had s- slept three hours and three days. I know, I know. So um, what we're going to do, obviously not this week, but starting next week, we're going to just jump right in with like whatever big news story we decide we want to talk Why do we do that this about. week? Well, because we're already talking bullshit right oh, now. Well, it's so, sort of a well, we gotta We got to give a, an introduction. Oh, okay. So, um so we'll do that, and then it'll be like quick hit stuff, uh, listener submitted things, and you know we work the entertainment stuff into that because I think a lot of people skip the stuff we talk about. And if we're going to review something, I think we should do a more expansive review on it because <laughs> listening back, it's like I watched True Blood this week. It was all right. <laughs> I watched Parks and Recreations. It was all right. That must be frustrating for people. That's okay. So we will talk about the season premiere of True Blood in the third segment, I think, right before feedback. Yeah, I think we have to talk about that. Yeah, I didn't think we would, No, I honestly, but it surprised me a little bit. So um, 
why don't we let me see if this will work out yeah why don't we do our first break now and then we'll come back and we're gonna start talking about new york sound good sure all right we'll do that Where the hosts exist in a constant, blissful state of agreement. I mean, the main, the main characters are two of the dullest main characters I have ever encountered in any film. Well, you're in luck. Let me introduce you to Chinstroker and Punter. One is an ex-film student with a penchant for David Lynch and art cinema. The other is a man on the street. Listen in perplexed and horrified terror as we tear apart one film a week. Just really, it's isn't. not visually striking. No, I just just getting confirmation. It's just in That's the third time, though. I mean, am I, this is on. You can find us at chinstrokerversuspenser.podomatic.com. So come and share the victory. If you could fuck any man in film, who would it be and why? My answer is Lance Henriksen. Oh. You, you wouldn't tell. He looks like somebody. <laughs> he looks like somebody you can keep a secret. Dear Mr. Vernon, we accept the fact that we have to sacrifice a few hours a week to podcast about whatever you find important, but we think you're crazy asking us to write an essay telling you who we think we are. You see us as you want to see us, in the simplest terms and the most convenient definitions. But what we found out is that each of us is a podcast about other podcasts. A podcast about television. A podcast about films. A podcast about music. A podcast about books. Does that answer your question? Sincerely yours, The Podcast Podcast. The Podcast Podcast is your one-stop source for all the podcasts on the internet. Each week we have very special guests from some of the best shows on iTunes so that you can decide if you should check them out or keep on moving. Find us at thepodcastpodcast.com or search for us in the iTunes store by looking for me, Fozzie Bear. That's F-O-C-Z-I-E-B-A-R-E. I'm here with Bill Byforce and Mr. Chris to tell you a little bit about Outside the Cinema. All right, Reverend Scott, take us uh, to church. Uh, what can we expect to find from a typical show? Two hours of just random blabber. <laughs> uh, is there anyone's coattails you wrote in on to popularity? I'm the guy that fucking burns the coattails and then pisses on them. You review all these exploitation, <laughs> horror, comedy, cult, and often all-around terrible movies. 
You must have a strong driving force that keeps you going. Ego. <laughs> I don't know if I've heard you say that before. Uh, yeah, I've been saying that for a while. Really? I have been saying that for a while. Also, I'm high on smack. Well, it's definitely working for you guys. Yeah. People are coming out in droves to support you on iTunes. We just the other day got a, a, a one-star review on iTunes. Well, that is one <laughs> That is one star too many. Let me tell you. The worst fucking piece of shit I've ever heard. This has been great, guys. Thanks, Scott. Oh, that was good. Oh, he's got you crying over there. I'm good for the rest of the year. Nice. That was too much. So, on Friday, New York Friday, said, said Friday. Um, well, I guess homosexuality is okay and they can get married. And they said, and uh, that was all hush-hush. Yeah. And um, basically the country just exploded and then everybody was like, yay, great. And then we all turned and looked at California and said, what the fuck is wrong with you guys? Yeah. Oh, oh. Mormon money. That's what it exactly. is. Exactly. So it was a Republican that actually was the last person to vote or to sign or well, I forget. Because exactly at, so, at some point. But he said, okay. But at some point, you know, it gets kind of like, okay, it's going to happen anyways. So I may as well just be, you know, yeah. part of the, you know, part of where it's going to be anyways. Yeah. You know what it is? It's almost, it, it reminded me somewhat of, you know, way back 20 some odd years ago when Gorbachev in mm. Russia was, you know, sort of like letting freedoms start to happen a little bit uh. because shit started to happen anyways. And, and he was the one who just sort of said, all right, you know what? We won't shoot anybody. It's going to happen anyways. We may <laughs> as well just fucking go along with it. Yeah. And and that's the thing. And that's what the thing is here. I mean, I think that, you know, it's, it's, it's crazy because I know that our listeners, for the most part, I am pretty sure mm. if they have been with us for a while, they know where we stand. Yeah. And if, if they don't stand in, you know, somewhat the same place, then they're wasting a lot of their fucking time, really. Because yeah, we have no pull exactly. for anything. So, so listen to us I just, is... I just, you know, it's like, yes, it's a good thing. It's a great thing. The naysayers are going to be, oh, it's going to destroy marriage, blah, blah, blah. You know what fucks up marriage for straight people? Just fucking, just people. <laughs> yeah. You know? And yeah, being the, human will the do same that. things that are going to ruin straight marriages are going to be the same things that are going to ruin gay marriages. Okay? So, so wait, I just want to be clear. So some of the things that ruin straight marriages are being gay. No, will, will some, being gay ruin no, no, gay no, no, no. I'm no. just saying, no, no, no. I'm joking. I'm joking. No, I'm joking. all I'm saying is, do you know what ruins <laughs> marriages? 
What ruins relationships? Marriage. Yes. So, yeah. Okay. So if anything is going to ruin a gay or a straight marriage, it will be <laughs> just married. the institution of being married. Yes. But, it's, but it really, really does. Marriage just comes down to um, are you invested enough to talk it out? To work out your problems, but you know, what, a, but a lot of people aren't. But but here's the thing: they give I, up. But there are, there are couples out there who aren't married, and mm-hmm. I think that there's you know, like people Kurt who Russell are together and, for ten, and, and twelve years, or whatever. Yeah, you know, you're either in it or you, or or you're not. Right. So you're either gonna. I mean, I don't think that that being married has ever stopped anyone from having a serious conversation, or. Ab- no. about their relationship no. because if things get to a boil it's going to be like look we have to have this conversation excuse me this conversation if yeah, you're it'll, married it'll, and shit's going to end it's just a lot more paperwork but a lot of people either have too much pride or not enough intelligence to be I able to talk out why they feel the way they feel i think that there's definitely a generation out there that says you know what you're married you made a commitment you stick with it oh yeah you know, there's for that better for worse blah 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 yeah. but i also think that we're we're getting to a point where it's like look married or not i'm unhappy and i'm gonna say a b c and d about it right all right so i think that you know our generation, generations, you know, after us, they're going to have less tolerance. I think that people are going to get married later, okay, and be a lot more sure about okay. what they want to do. And people are getting married later. Well, you, you what, what, what do you mean less tolerance for what? Bullshit. Oh, okay, okay. All right? So, yeah. gay or straight, I think it's going to be, I think it's going to be, you know, the, the same thing. Like I said, I mean, the biggest thing that, you know, the biggest problem the biggest thing that's going to destroy marriage is, quite frankly, married people. Mm. Yeah, well, <laughs> you, know? you, you can't have a problem if you don't do it. Right. And, <laughs> and I mean, the sort of the underlying, you know, thing with, with gay marriage, I mean, yeah, sure, equality for all, you you know, yeah. you fall in love with whoever right. you fall in love with, and you should be allowed to be with that person. But there's also, right. I mean, there's a there's a, a, a more serious, pragmatic, quite frankly, economic mm aspect to this where it's about insurance and right. hospitals and all that kind of stuff you know yes. it's like it's like yeah sure you know the civil war comes off as you know often oh it's well, it ended slavery but you know it was mostly about it was mostly about states rights versus you know big federal government rights mm. so I don't think necessarily all of the gay marriage debate has been about, no, gays shouldn't get married. There's an element in there where it's just like, you know, let's look at the the economics of it all. Well, it looks like it's going to add, I think I saw a report estimated, of course, because it's obviously really early, um, with just the the wedding business in New York. $183 million will be added yeah, into, the, I mean, into yeah. the state. Right. Not just like... You know, the flower shops and, and you know, rentals and, and cakes and, and catering and, and stuff. Just the color pink. I mean, let's be honest. <laughs> but but there's also, you know, okay, you know what? Married couples, you know, more stable relationships, you know. So there yep. you look at, you know, people buying homes. Exactly. And you've got, you know, there's all of this sort of, you know, the extra stuff, the ancillary stuff mm. that comes along with more stable and secure relationships yeah okay not to mention doesn't that lead to better neighborhoods and yeah most definitely tighter communities and stuff like that so 
It's so, I don't see the how next, it's bad. The next big because this will eventually, yeah, you'll get California. Yeah, then you'll have the holdouts. But you know, ten years from now, it'll be like eventually Alabama will say, oh, "Crap, we're one of the last ones." Us and fucking Arkansas. Yeah, exactly. But yeah. eventually, but Texas. But see, like a, a decade from now, it'll yeah. be no big thing. Did it'll, you think? Did you think we would it, we would be able to look and see the end of it? Yeah. Like years ago? Yeah. Like, no, I mean within a decade. Yeah. No, I didn't. No. Honestly. Most definitely. Because there's, there's... I have no little faith in people. <laughs> I just I just think that, I mean, it was it was inevitable. You yeah. know, it was inevitable. And I, and I you know, I don't think it's going to be one of those things where, <laughs> oh, you know, oh, I'll never see it in my lifetime. You know, in mm. my lifetime, I won't see the cure for cancer or the end of poverty. Okay. I would, I would, I would go if I, if I was sad, I would, I would maybe cancer, but poverty, no, no, definitely not. You know what though? My, your, your, your cynicism about people and Mm. all that is my cynicism about the pharmaceutical and and big, big drug companies won't allow a cure for cancer. No, but but one will be developed. Yeah, one will be developed. But then it'll be deemed too unsafe. Exactly. You so, know, because there's too much fucking money in treating so, cancer. What, well, okay, so to clarify, what I mean is someone will figure out how to cure it. And someone somewhere will say that we, we have equated <laughs> gay marriage with cancer somehow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Those so, boys over at Are You Serious said that uh, <laughs> gay marriage is a cancer. Yeah, exactly, exactly. It's so a, It's a tourist, silly. I have a couple of news stories here, um, and I've grouped them together by topic. Ooh. How about that? He's been busy. The first one is Fox News ignores <laughs> New York's historic same-sex marriage law. This is from... <laughs> so they're just like, mm, nothing happened in New York today. Nope. In nope. other places <laughs> where gay marriage is still not legal. God is still with y'all. <laughs> Uh, it's uh, Let's see, this was on the 27th. Um, the New York Senate's vote in favor of same-sex marriage on Friday established New York as the largest state to recognize marriage equality and more than doubled the number of Americans living in a state that recognizes gay and lesbian unions. But you wouldn't know that from watching Fox News. <laughs> a Think Progress analysis of cable news coverage of the marriage vote on Friday from 8 p.m. to 1 a.m., which is the, the main time everything was you know going crazy, uh, revealed in a good way, crazy, that Fox News mentioned New York and marriage just five separate times compared to 32 mentions on MSNBC and 23 on CNN. The latter two networks also produced segments about the historic vote both before and after it occurred with MSNBC's Rachel Maddow hosting an hour special about the new law. Fox, by contrast, Ran specials on the Casey Anthony murder trial and rerun of the O'Reilly factor and only mentioned the news in news alerts. Ignoring stories which benefit the LGBT community and undermine special conservative causes, however, is the norm at Fox. Back in March, Fox remained silent after a majority law firm, sorry, after a major law firm revised its decision about defunding, defending, sorry, the screen's really far away, an explicitly anti gay law. And last year, the network failed to report on former RNC chairman Ken Melman, who had orchestrated President Bush's gay bashing 2004 re-election campaign coming out as gay. That's interesting. That doesn't surprise me, though. I mean, Fox News, I mean, they're going to, I mean, big surprise. Yeah. Yeah, you got to play to your base. Exactly. Rick Santorum. 
Slapping the bass. Slapping the bass. <laughs> it's right over there if you want to. Exactly. Uh, Rick Santorum, douchebag extraordinaire, said, Liberals want marriage equality in order to undermine faith. Ah. That's yes. what it is. Faith undermining. <laughs> the underminer. <laughs> GOP presidential candidate and Google his name, Rick Santorum, has long been known for espousing a frothy mixture of social good good job. That was good. <laughs> frothy. Of social conservatism and anti gay rhetoric on the campaign trail. You know what? That's a link too. The frothy mixture is underlined. It's it's a link and you know exactly what it goes to. On the campaign trail in Iowa yesterday, the former senator explained why he thinks progressives support marriage equality to undermine faith, the Des Moines Register reports, speaking to about 190 people at the Lyon County Republican dinner, the Lyon County Republican dinner, Santorum pledged to continue his fight against same-sex marriage, because there ain't nothing like pushing that boulder up the hill for the rest of your life, right? The reason... The left has gone after same-sex marriages because it's a twofer, Santorum said. And then the writing staff of 30 Rock went, what? What? Why are they mentioning twofer? (laughs) When you redefine marriage, you cheapen marriage. You make it into something less valuable, less special, and it is a sure bet that it will undermine faith. Did they say that when black people wanted to marry white people? You know what that that mm. is that a redefinition of marriage? Yeah. Hey, how long was um like Britney Spears married? Like forty-five minutes or something like that. Yeah, that doesn't undermine marriage or faith at no. all, does it? Santorum was responding to New York State's passage of a historic marriage equality bill. Blah blah blah. We know that part because we're that's what we're talking about. Um, but Santorum's comments would likely be surprising to the many people of faith who support marriage equality. Numerous Christian denominations now support same-sex marriage because they have no choice, or at least unions, including evangelical Lutherans, Episcopalians, Presbyterians. It says USA after that, so apparently only American Presbyterians. And well, here are the Presbyt- Presbyterians that you see at the Olympics. <laughs> only under the USA banner. USA, God. USA, G-O-D. <laughs> Adherents of the United Church of Christ and Unitarian Universalists, Reformed, and even some Orthodox Jews also support same-sex unions. And just this week, 200 United Methodist clergy in Northern Illinois have pledged to bless same-sex unions. (laughs) The guy on the donkey is just a guy on a donkey. (laughs) Even though it violates the church's policy and they risk defrocking. Whoa. Oddly enough... If you refer back to our racist-fueled rant about the Pope and his people getting drugs, there was a lot of defrocking there, too. Yeah. Meanwhile... Frock that boy. Meanwhile, religious people have increasingly accepted marriage equality. Um, here's, here, here's the thing. You know what? Yeah. I mean, marriage equality, the, the church, realistically, from a business standpoint, yeah. needs to. Yeah. Because if they keep dissing the gays, exactly. okay, then nobody's going to be coming to their church. It's all about money, motherfuckers. It's all about money. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, you pay for the church. And really, even the Republican dude is probably just like, you know what? This is going to get me a shitload it's of gonna, votes. It's going to get him a shitload of votes. Yeah. All right? It's no, it's, it's no 
fucking, you know, what's the word I'm looking for? Altruism or thinking, hey, you no. know, it's a strategic move. And that's why that's why I think Obama hasn't come out on either side of it yet because he wants a second term. In that second term when he can't have a third, we'll find out what he really thinks. Oh, you know what though? Him supporting gay marriage though, one, I don't think would hurt him. I really don't uh, think it would. They would. They Are you kidding me? Him being black, okay, is more of a deterrent <laughs> to people in but why, the Bible but, Belt but than why take supporting the gay marriage. He would, it would see. I don't think. I don't think what he'll do. I think right now he's saying that it's individual states. Right? All he has to do is so, hold up Bin Laden's head and go, "Yeah, I support gay marriage." <laughs> so what, bitch? Right, right now, Michelle Bachman, she's she's leading in polls in some polls. She supports the states' rights to decide. That's a so, chicken shit way no, out of I, it. I know, I know, but so does Obama. But I think afterwards it's going to be all right. Federally, we have to come together as a country and recognize people's rights. Bang! There it is. Fucking sign it. Or I'll bring Bin Laden back to life. I will take the bullet out of his face. <laughs> and I will bring him back to life. But, but saying, oh, you know, we'll let states decide. That's a chicken shit way out of it. It is. It's, it's a way to put it off. Speaking of Michelle Bachman, you like how I did that? Oh, yeah. Michelle Bachman's husband called homosexuals barbarians who need to be educated and disciplined. So I really <laughs> and wish some of them are, and some of them are into that, and I, that's fine. I wish I had pulled that line from there, Conan the Barbarian. But there are some, there are some straight people who are also barbarians and enjoy being disciplined. So, buddy, it takes all types. That is true. All right, that is it true. It takes all types. There's, um, there's audio on this one. I don't know how it sounds. It's only fifty-five seconds. So let's, uh, let's see if this is terrible. What's a little not? humming sound. Oh, that's the. Uh, the thing we get when we run GarageBand that uh, we, we doesn't go through to the recording. We have to understand barbarians need to be educated. They need to be um, disciplined. And just because someone feels it or thinks it doesn't mean that we're supposed to go down that road. That's what's called the sinful nature. And we have a responsibility as parents and as authority figures not to encourage such um, thoughts and feelings to move into the action steps. And let's face it, what's our culture, <laughs> what is our public school system doing today? They are giving full, wide-open doors oh, to children, he's just, he's not only basically giving saying um, he wants to suck encouragement a to think it, but to actually That's encourage terrible. action. He is. That's why when we, we understand what truly is the percentage of homosexuals in this country, it's small, but by these open doors... I can see, and we are experiencing that it is is starting to increase. Yes, his increase opened doors. He wants a cock. He just chose poorly to quote Indiana Jones movies. <laughs> uh, it says the climax of the presentation was when, according to <laughs> Prince, I'm sorry, climax is funny. Bachman brought up three ex gays like part of a PowerPoint presentation. The trio ex gays, ex gays. They 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 serve their time. In Vietnam, and now they're ex-gays. <laughs> they serve their time, and you know they South have beach. They have flashbacks, but it's not terrible to happen. To no, them. they're fabulous. <laughs> they enjoy that um, because they're still gay. Exactly. <laughs> the trio: two white men and a black woman, all testified that they had renounced their homosexuality. One of them said, "If I was born gay, then I'll have to be born again." The crowd went crazy. You know what? I can renounce my white skin. It doesn't change shit. Right. Basically, I think they brought in some straight people to act like they, to, to say they used to be gay. Because <laughs> I don't think any, uh, any self-respecting homosexual would do that. 
I don't know. Maybe they're trying to get elected to something. I don't know. Angie uh, from the, the, the our Facebook group there uh, submitted this to us. Um, the tires of the Chicago Gay Pride Parade floats were slashed. Um. Vandals tried to rain on the Pride Parade in Chicago by slashing the tires of parade floats. Police confirmed that someone punctured tires on, guess how many? Guess how many parade floats? 69, dude. Oh, well, that, that's actually close to that. I thought you'd be 51. Oh. Parade floats at a storage facility, reports CBS station WBBM. That's WBBM. <laughs> bringing you the hits of Chuck Hauser. Hooser. Hauser. Fuck it. I don't How's care. How's it spelled? H-U-S-E-R. It's Hooser. Yeah. Isn't it? Owner of Associated Attractions Enterprises, Inc. That is a terrible mouthful of disjoint. It's joining words. <laughs> said every float stored at the warehouse had two of its tires punctured overnight. He said organizers of the parade scrambled to replace as many tires as possible in time for the parade's noon kickoff. Husser said he and his crews made more than 80% of the floats in this year's parade and had worked in the warehouse until 8 p.m. Saturday to finish them when they returned at 5 a.m. To ready them for the parade, he said, we noticed all the floats were leaning to one side. Every single float had a knife hole in two tires. Police said that the vandalism was not being treated as a hate crime. Because but Chicago, those tires were black. Because this is the same Chicago police that couldn't manage to ca- uh, capture Jake and Elwood Blues. <laughs> or find Ferris Bueller. So they're this totally incompetent, right? Um... But Husser said he didn't know what else to call it. Parade coordinator Richard Pfeiffer, as you like to say, mm-hmm. said he thinks it's a hate crime too. That's my gut reaction that it probably is, said Pfeiffer. It's Pfeiffer, but we like to say Pfeiffer. Why would someone pick the night before the LGBT Pride Parade to do something like this? I... I mean, come on, really? Really? It's like, well, there was a swastika on the side of the synagogue, but we don't know if it was the Nazis. We chased them off before we finished the design. Yeah, I know. It could have turned into a nice pinwheel. Could have been. We just we, don't know. Um, we have an email from um, from Angie, too, if you want to. Um, it's, it's personal experiences with the parade, if you uh, want to read that. I think it's the second one there. Yes. I just figure since it fits in with yeah, everything. Yeah, sure. I already made a Facebook post about the floats for our Pride Parade here in Chicago being slashed, but I thought I would give my own personal reflection seeing as I marched in the parade this year. Nice. Yes, there was a sense of panic. There was a sense of anger. There was a sense of disappointment. There was a sense of sadness. However, it did not get us, the marchers, down. My group didn't have a float. Most Mm. of the floats managed to get their tires replaced, or for those who did not get new tires in time, well, they still marched. Good. They didn't have their float, but they had feet, and they had just as much fun as if they still had their float. One of the organizers likened the event to How the Grinch Stole Christmas. She was right. Floats Hmm. can be destroyed. Our spirits can never be. If anything, for every act of bigotry and hate that we experience, it makes us stronger as individuals (coughs) and as a community. We are overcoming and will continue to do so. Nice. That's good. That's that's a nice, uplifting story, I think. Basically, says. Fuck you, assholes. Yeah. <laughs> we ain't playing that shit. Yeah. So I got one more here, and then we'll do break. How about that? All right. Um, 
This is by David Frum, who I just want to punch him in his fucking face. <laughs> I just don't like him. Uh, David Frum, it says here on CNN.com, writes a re- week, uh, a weekly. I turned into Scooby Doo for a second there. A weekly column, a weekly column for CNN.com. A special assistant to President George W. Bush from 2001 to 2002. Man, that's not very long. He is the author of six books, including "Comeback Conservatism: The Conservatism That We Can Win." I don't give a shit. I want to say it right. Okay. This is titled, I was wrong about same-sex marriage. No kidding. Basically says, I want to be on the right side of history now. Exactly. Because I used to be. Can I get on the bandwagon? Is there room for me? (laughs) Oh, all the tires are flat. I know. Fuck. Washington, uh, CNN, I was was a strong opponent of same-sex marriage. 14 years ago, Andrew Sullivan and I forcefully debated the issue at length online at a time when online debate was a brand new thing. And then at an airport in Minnesota. (laughs) Yet I found myself strangely untroubled. By New York State's vote to authorize same-sex marriage. Strangely untroubled? It's weird, huh? <laughs> you know, it's just, it's as though he was getting his cock sucked by a man. <laughs> oh. And he was just like, yeah, this is okay. <laughs> this is not hurting anybody. I'm enjoying myself. All right. Yeah. I'm going to allow it. <laughs> of course. Then he follows with a vote that will prob- that probably signals that most of the blue states will follow within the next 10 years. Try most of the states. Yeah. I don't think I'm alone in my reaction either. Most conservatives have reacted with calm, if not outright approval, to New York's dramatic decision. Why? The short answer is that the case against same-sex marriage has been tested against reality. The case has not passed its test. See, I get a little bit of respect for the little midget. <laughs> I just, I can't help it, but he's, he starts making sense. If people like me had been right, we should have seen the American family become radically more unstable over the subsequent decade and a half. Instead, while American family stability has continued to deteriorate, it has deteriorated much more slowly than it did in the 70s and 80s before same-sex marriage was even seriously thought of. By the numbers, in fact, the 2000s were the least bad decades for American family stability since the fabled 1950s. And when you take a closer look at the American family, the facts have become even tougher for the anti-gay marriage position. I like that he's using, um, what's that shit that... Common sense? Facts. Oh, yeah, facts. <laughs> Don't see that a lot. No. But, the th- I mean, who who is this guy? What does he do? David Frum. What he does was, he do? He was um, special assistant to Bush. What, what does he do now? He uh, writes books and he contributes to CNN. He's um, basically he's he's a career Republican. Yeah. So he just wants to get on the right side of the fucking fence. Yeah. But, you know, I uh, let me let me read a little bit more here because he took the time to say he was wrong. I got to respect that a little bit. Just a little bit. Uh, Middle class families have become somewhat more stable than they used to be. For example, college educated women who got married in the 1990s were much less likely to get divorced than equally educated women who got married in the 70s. What's new and different in the past 20 years is the collapse of the Hispanic immigrant family. That's weird. I didn't read this whole thing, by the way. First-generation Latino immigrants maintain traditional families, conservative values, low divorce rates, high fertility, and despite low incomes, mothers surprisingly often at home with the children. But the second-generation Latino family looks very different. In the new country, 
old norms collapse. Nearly half of all children born to Hispanic mothers are now born out of wedlock. Where is he going with this? I don't know. Whatever is driving this negative trend, it seems more than implausible to connect it to same-sex marriage. How... So it's not the gays that are ruining marriage. It's Hispanic people. Loose Hispanic people. Right. Yeah. What about loose gay Hispanic people? <laughs> How would it even work that a 15-year-old girl in Van Nuys, California, becomes more likely to have a baby because two men in Des Moines, Iowa, can marry? She's got a point, I guess. I, well, neither of them are going to fuck her. There's, <laughs> maybe Probably. somebody can believe the connection, but I can't. I remain as worried as ever about the decline in family stability among poorer Americans. But as for same-sex marriage, my attitude follows the trajectory described nearly 150 years ago by the English writer Anthony Tripoli in his novel Phineas Finn. Uh, The screen is really kind of far. My new glasses are coming in this week. Oh, good. Yeah. Two of his characters are discussing a proposed reform that had just been defeated in Parliament. The author of the reform is understandably dejected. His friend consoles him by pointing to the future. Many who before regarded legislation on the subject as a... You know what? Fuck this. This is boring. (laughs) Uh, He ends with, uh, by coincidence, I'm writing these words on the morning of my own 23rd wedding anniversary. (laughs) Great. So I just had sex with my wife and another man. Here's what he says. He says, I was wrong about same-sex marriage, but look at the fucking Latinos. Exactly. <laughs> really? I mean, that is such a yeah. fucking dick move. Ah-ha-ha! <laughs> <laughs> All right. I can close this window down now. There's Captain America. All right, shall we break? Sure. All right. <laughs> your tone, young lady. Hey, we're not forcing you to download the internet's best, or at least most booze-filled podcast about Glee. You want to be me. Who doesn't, Sue? But we know we can't be. Instead, Erica and Emily, uh, Emily and Erica, I just don't know anymore. I'd love to stay in chat, but I got a satellite interview. Sorry, we get off topic a lot. The point is, listen to Gleecast following every new episode of Glee. Plus, our sporadic bonus content on some of the greatest bad cinema that incorporates musical theater, poor sweet dancing.
bathrooms. I'm going to ask you to smell your armpits. The right or the left? That's the smell of failure. Failure smells like dove. Mine has a pleasant lady speed stick scent. Kind of makes me think of candy canes. Your resentment is delicious. Visit gleecast.potomatic.com or search for us in the iTunes store. That's gleecast with a K, part of the palaver.com family. That's P-A-L-A-V-R.com. Boy, the only thing missing from this place is a couple dozen bodies limed and rotting in shallow graves under the floorboards. We're working on that. This is a great on film from the Girls on Film Radio. Are you tired of all those vegetarian or vegan podcasts? We just listened to what the Gentleman's Guide to Midnight Cinema had to say about the Girls on Film Radio. A lot of good meat in there. There's a lot of good meat in there uh, that the girls talk about. You guys got a lot of nice meat over there at the podcast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. So there you have it. The Meaty Film Discussion by Meaty Women. Listen to Girls on Film Radio. Girlsonfilm.podomatic.com Hello there, ladies and gentlemen. Are you tired of podcasts that aren't Cinerama? Are you tired of hearing podcasters with voices like mine when they could have a cool accent instead? Are you tired of your current penis size? Hi, I'm Reverend Scott, and if you're anything like me, there's virtually no limit to the amount of Cinerama you'd like to listen to if you could, and positively no limit to the amount of penis you could be packing if you could either. Well, you're in luck, because not only has Cinerama returned bigger and better than ever, but so will your penis. In fact, men and women will see a 2 to 4 inch increase in their penis size just after five episodes guaranteed that's right folks cinerama is back it's leaner it's meaner it's more focused it's more coherent and it will give you more girth cinerama is guaranteed to make your life better and if you don't believe reverend scott then fuck you cinerama is available on itunes or cinerama.podomatic.com Mouse said, no, that's an egg. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, where were we? All right, now we're going through all the uh, other submitted stories that we have. And we're going to start with this one that wasn't submitted that I found. This is a follow-up to the Miss USA pageant. Okay. This is... Um, they still do that? Yeah. Oh, yeah, you slept through that whole thing last week, didn't you? I think I did. This one, instead of should evolution be taught in schools, it should math be taught in school. <laughs> Says we asked the Miss USA delegation a question: Should math be taught in schools? And it goes too quick math? for me to tell you states. No. I do not believe in math, and I don't think we should encourage it. Um, ooh, I. Oh, okay. This is a really hard one. 
Um, there are really two sides to this story. On the one hand, you have math, and then on the other hand, you have like non-math. All seven-year-olds should have the right to decide for themselves if math is scientific fact. Math is a theory, and it's, it's not at all what the Bible tells us. We live in America, not Russia. Just a little bit. Adding, not um, times. I think that people should try to be as knowledged as they can. I think they need to get learned so that, you know, they can make a choice about all of the world things. Children have the right to learn anything they want to learn. Um, alchemy, Scientology, uh, gymnastics. You really don't know what the square root of 16 is. No one does. Aliens. Um, you know, how to just make basic mixed drinks. Yes, it's math. I'm sorry, is this a joke? Creationism. Whatever that was Miss Vermont. Yeah. People believed. Oh, and math. There are numbers everywhere. You know, on phones, <laughs> on houses, on microwaves. Numbers are great. But they should also learn colors, smells, <laughs> vibrations. <laughs> Math should just be left out of the equation. <laughs> Not the equation like in a math sense, just like, you know, equation, right? <laughs> so, because I don't like believe in math. Not to women. <laughs> I guess if other people want to learn math, they should be able to. But then they'll be the type of people who know math. <laughs> I like yeah. that last one. That was really funny. That is a very, I very vaguely clever parody. I vaguely remember the whole the whole Miss Miss America thing. That yeah, was funny. it's it's probably best it's been scrubbed from your memory. Yes, yeah, I was sleepy. Uh, little entertainment news: Prince is all done recording forever for the rest of his life. Oh, yeah, I know. Because, but you know what though? He could stop and release stuff for the next. Exactly. Years, that so. that's that's the catch to it all, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, he's got so much shit in the vault. Prince, who declared the imminent death of the internet, yeah, because he's so in touch with. Actually, you know what? Whatever. He was one of the he was one of the first people to sell music on the internet. <laughs> Way yeah. back, way back when, <laughs> way back seriously. when he was sane. No, no, no. Like he, I he think, was seriously. He oh, was, I know. He I was know. one of the first people selling music on the internet. But I think he's lost his friggin' mind. Yeah, I just think. I mean, there's the whole. I mean, I see the headline: Prince won't record new music until internet piracy under control. And you know what? Fine. Uh, thanks for whatever. playing. It's okay. I mean, he released his last thing in a freaking newspaper, and the next day I managed to get it. So, <laughs> but the minute it's released in the U.S., I'll actually pay for it. So, well, it won't be apparently. I guess not. So, well, let me let me read the article here. Uh, only a few months after declaring the imminent death of the internet, Prince is out on another crusade against the World Wide Web. This time, the artist is refusing to record until something can be done to prevent online piracy. Like like what online interdictor cruisers that we know, can man. go and interceptors for the pirates? Yeah. And we need we need an online SEAL Team Six. That's what <laughs> that's what we need. In a recent interview with the Guardian, Prince said he would not release a new album. That's different. That's different than the headline, right? Until the practice of music piracy is under control. I don't think anybody practices it. I think you're pretty good at it right from the yeah, get go. No, right? really, you don't practice it. No practice. No, I'm just being a dick. The industry changed, he said. I wish I could do his squeaky little voice. 
We made money online before piracy was real crazy. Nobody's making money now except phone companies, Apple, and Google. That's true. I'm supposed to go to the White House to talk about copyright protection. Make sure they know you're an adult, not part of a children's school tour group. Oh. But he does shop at Kids Gap. Yeah, he does. (laughs) Uh, It's like the gold rush out there or a carjacking. There's no boundaries. I've been in meetings and they'll tell you, Prince, you don't understand. It's dog eat dog out there. So I'll just hold off on recording. Prince went on to express his disgust with digital music. Further solidifying his old man codgery status by saying he couldn't stand the stuff because you're getting sound in bits. It affects a different place in your brain, he said. When you play it back, you can't feel anything. We're analog people, not digital. Poor Prince. I I hope I hope he goes balls to the wall crazy. Nah, he won't. Because he'll, he's already there. I guy he'll just release I guarantee you he'll release something in a year. Within a year. Maybe less. No, because you know what? It this was is, about, this, is, this is getting interesting. It was again. about this time last year, though, that he um, released that thing mm. in, the, in, the, in the papers. Okay? I guarantee you he'll have something else coming out soon. Okay. No, I don't, I don't doubt that at all. He'll have something out before Christmas. <laughs> all right. Where, where should we go here? Um, so last week, we do you remember talking about the dude with his with his pants down, or was it the week before that wouldn't pull him up on the airline? Oh yeah, so yeah, we, he was in like distress because his friend died or something. Yeah, and he couldn't pull up his pants. I think it was like everybody in that situation overreacted. Yeah, well then we got this guy. U.S. Airways let man wearing woman's panties fly. Now, that's not telling the whole story because you guys don't see the picture of the dude in thigh-high stockings, the panties, what looks like... Um, a halter top. And yeah, a tube top type thing. Yeah. And um, a really thin sweater. Thin sweater type thing. Six days before... Oh, and actually... Um, do you have... No, I, I don't know if I printed it, but there's, I have a whole bunch of links that I'm going to throw up. Oh, I didn't print it because it was, it was a lot of links, links but okay. um, it says uh, six days, and it was from, um, um, I want to say Melissa. I will double check that. I really should have printed it. Six days before a college football player was arrested at San Francisco International Airport in a dispute that began because he tried to board a USA where his jet was sagging pants. A man who was wearing little but woman's undergarments was allowed to fly the airline, a U.S. Airways spokeswoman. And he was allowed to because he's white. Conceded Tuesday. A photo of the scantily clad man was provided to the Chronicle by Jill Tarlow, a passenger on the June 9th flight from Fort Lauderdale, Florida, to Phoenix. Tarlow said that the other passengers had complained to the airline workers before the plane had boarded, but that employees had ignored those complaints. U.S. Airways spokeswoman... Valerie Wunder confirmed she'd received the photo before last week's incident in San Francisco and had spoken to Tarlow, but said employees had been correct not to ask the man to cover himself. We don't have a dress code policy, Wunder said. Obviously, if their private parts are exposed, that's not appropriate. Is it the same airline? Yes. It's the same airline? Yes. As the black guy a couple weeks ago? Yeah. Well, it's totally racist. Um, So if they're not exposing their private parts, they're allowed to fly. 
Wonder would not comment directly the on the is, June see, 15th incident involving Deshaun Marmon. The University of New Mexico, New Mexico player yanked from the Albuquerque-bound flight after he allegedly declined an employee's request to wait, raise his pajama pants above mid-thigh see, level. See, that's all bullshit because look at that guy. Let me see that picture again, okay? If a woman got on dressed like that, mm. okay, and those are are those pants, like hot pants or those underpants? I think that's actual, like, might actually be underwear. Okay, if that's under... They, they wouldn't let a woman get on like that. So no. this is bullshit... And Honestly, that's what uh, that's if I am watching Scarface and they're driving down the street passing prostitutes, I would expect the prostitutes to be wearing that outfit. But not underpants is a difference. Mm. Yeah. So, no, the other one was partially racially motivated. But yeah, okay. yeah, to totally to, totally was. To do a little more here it says um police have said only that Marmon's boxer shorts were exposed and his attorney said surveillance video would prove Marmon's skin had not been visible. Police arrested Marmon, who grew yeah, up in Marmon San Francisco. Marmon fucking get a lawyer and sue some people. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see what happens. Uh, he refused. We, we did that whole thing. It just yeah. shows the hypocrisy involved, O'Sullivan said. That's Marmon's attorney, Joe O'Sullivan, uh, said after he viewed the photo of the cross-dressing passenger. And there's nothing wrong with cross-dressing, but, I mean, cross-dress in a full outfit if right. you're out in public. Um. They let a drag queen board a flight and welcomed him with open arms. Employees didn't ask him to cover up. He didn't have to talk to the pilot. They didn't try to remove him from the plane. And many people would find his attire repugnant. I think it's off-putting uh, I think for, it's, it's, for it's, an it's airline for, for flight. An air, most definitely. The guy walked, if, if that guy walked into a McDonald's, I'd be like, dude... Okay, they should kick out. I mean, it's not. Yeah. I mean, it'd be like if a woman walked in with underwear it's, like that. It, it's I mean, it's, just it's not a matter of, of decency. It's called exactly. underwear for a reason because exactly. you wear it under your clothes. Now, if he was in the parade, that's that's m- a more yeah, fitting well, place. Somebody should have punctured his tires. <laughs> did you see his stomach? It looks like no, they did. That's true. Um, let's see. Nobody would believe me if I didn't take this picture. Uh, he posed for it, and actually, um, let me let me just call up the email here real quick um because i have links to i think four different photos of him in four different outfits Mm. how many (laughs) fucking outfits did this guy wear to get on a plane yes it was from melissa um she wrote uh so people actually complained about this freaky old coot and no one approaches him they just gave him the u.s airways policy which is what we read they don't have a dress code um if that's the case then why was deshaun marman confronted at all of course, he was wrong. All he had to do was pull up his pants and defuse the situation. Why did? It, but why did it even come to that? And then um, we have a couple YouTube videos that I will link to and um, a photo gallery of this guy. Um, yeah, <laughs> I mean, you want to talk about a racially motivated incident? I mean, I, I can't see anything. Yeah, anything Deshaun's aside got, from that, he's got to just now think about ways to spend his money. So. Yeah, pretty much. Um, Melissa then says there are more, but I'm sure you've seen enough. You get the point. I don't care if he wants to dress this way, but it's not appropriate for an airport. Love your podcast, Melissa. It's not appropriate for any place. The airplane, fucking right. Dairy Queen. Right. <laughs> Maybe that was a bad choice. Oh, that was funny, though. I think that's the first time Melissa wrote in, so thank you. Hmm. Um, amazing. Absolutely amazing, isn't it? There's always another side. Staying in airports... Oh, this, this was this was submitted by uh, I Jeremy, I believe. Uh, elderly, el- elderly woman asked to remove adult diaper during TSA search. That is bullshit. 
A woman has filed a complaint with federal authorities over how her elderly mother was treated at a Northwest Florida regional airport last weekend. Jean Weber of Destin filed a complaint with the Department of Homeland Security after her 95-year-old mother was detained and extensively searched last Saturday while trying to board a plane to fly to Michigan to be with family members during the final stages of her battle with leukemia. Oh, my God. Let's get this right. 95 years old. Leukemia ridden. Going home to die. (laughs) She just wants to pee in her pants, for fuck's sake. Leave the woman alone. I don't think she wants to. Jesus. I don't think she has a choice. Her mother, who was in a wheelchair, was asked to remove an adult diaper in order to complete a pat-down search. It's something I couldn't imagine happening on American soil, Weber said Friday. Here's my mother, 95 years old, 105 pounds, barely able to stand. And then this. There's another lawsuit right there. I'm not much for, like, you know, (laughs) ridiculous litigation, but where the fuck are these things happening when I'm not? When I'm, like, Mm. somebody screw me over like this. Write me a check. Yeah. Fuck. Uh, Sorry. Koshetz, a spokeswoman for the Transportation Safety Administration in Miami, said she could not comment on specific cases to protect the privacy of those involved. Oh, yeah, bullshit. Which that's, is that's which is their the, way of saying, oh, yeah, we in some deep trouble now. Yeah, that always says to me... Um, All I hear is Waylon Jennings to, from, like, the Dukes of Hazard. <laughs> oh, they got themselves in a whole heap of trouble now. Them TSA boys don't know what they stepped in. <laughs> they're, in a, oh. they're, like, they're like in midair. <laughs> exactly. No, no, pointing... In the middle of the word diaper. Yeah. Take that diaper off. Um, let's see. A spokeswoman for the TSA in Miami. That To me, the, 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 the whole thing is um, it says lower level employees aren't smart enough to not, you know, take the blame. But you know what, though? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because <coughs> honestly, common sense, kids. honestly, if the news called me up and they said, hey, how come one of your agents made a 95-year-old leukemia-ridden wheelchair-bound 105-pound weigh-in woman take off her adult diaper to do a pat-down? In my head, I would say, well, this is my last day on the job. Because they're fucking idiots. We yeah. never should have done that. And now you're going to have to contact my supervisor because I've quit. Right. Um, you should have phrased the question with the words former employee. Yeah, yeah. Because that fucker's fired. Uh, Let's see. The TSA works with passengers to resolve any security alarms in a respectful and sensitive manner, she said. That's not really what's been going on. Wheelchairs trigger certain protocols, including pat-downs and possible swabbing for explosives, Koshitz says. Now, having seen Alien Resurrection, I know that you can hide the components of a space laser shotgun inside your wheelchair and take it apart later. But only if there's aliens on board the ship would you do that. (sighs) During any part of the process, if there's an alarm, then we have to resolve that alarm. And you know what, though? That dumb fucker who, like, instigated this whole thing at the TSA, you know that stupid fuck went home, you know? (laughs) So, honey, why did you get fired? (laughs) Funny story. Yeah. So that means this dude's wife and these kids are going to look at him and go... What the fuck is wrong with you? Yeah. Did you not, like, step back for a second, assess the situation, and go, oh, wait a minute here. I'm spending time and energy on something that's dumb. Yeah. Jesus Christ. The fact that they found a Glock in her crotch. (laughs) It gets worse. It gets worse. 
Uh, let's see. She said they make her do push-ups too. She, she said her mother was first pulled aside into a glass partitioned area and patted down. Then she was taken to another room to protect her privacy during a more extensive search. Weber said. So they patted her down in a fucking fishbowl, and then they were concerned about her yeah. her privacy. Yeah. Weber said she sat outside the room during the search. She said security personnel then came out and told her they would need her mother to remove her Depends diaper. Great. I'm sure they love that publicity. Because it was soiled and was impeding their search. Well, yeah. When you get pulled out of line, you're going to shit yourself a little bit. Why do they think I'm a terrorist? Yeah. <sighs> Weber wheeled her mother into a bathroom, removed her diaper, and returned. Her mother did not have another clean diaper with her, Weber said. That's a long flight. That's poor planning. Honestly, uh, it's the only problem I have right there. When I leave the house with the girls, I have two. I take 12 diapers. Are you kidding me? I wear three of them myself. <laughs> well, my girls' diapers are so small, you need three. You gotta, <laughs> you got to put them together like origami. Um, Weber said she wished, she, was, she wished there was a less invasive search method for an elderly person who was unable to walk through security gates. I don't understand why they have to put them through this kind of procedure, she said. Koshitz said the procedures are the same for everyone to ensure national security. TSA cannot exempt any group from screening because we know from intelligence there are terrorists out there that would then exploit that vulnerability. Weber, let me comment on that for a second. When we were coming back from Las Vegas, we had a bunch of food that we wanted to bring back. So a bunch of it we packed in in like double Ziploc bags, put it in the suitcases, sent, yeah. you know. We had a jar of peanut butter left. And we're like, fuck, it's like three quarters of the way full. We're going to take it with us, right? So we, we put it in a Ziploc bag, put it in one of the one of the backpacks. The girl, one of them wanted to carry the peanut butter because they love peanut butter. So... It's technically a gel. Mm, yeah. So you can't take peanut butter. I'm like, all right, fuck it. Okay, I just want to get on the plane. I don't peanut really care. Butter bomber. So they have now the... I'm in the mood for nutter butters. They have the, um, the, the bomb thing, like, right there. Yeah. So I had already gone through. I'm putting my shoes on. I see that they have her backpack, and they're looking at the peanut butter, and I'm like, oh, that was fucking stupid. Why did we do that? You know, you're in a rush. You're not yeah. thinking, right? I said, I said, so what does that do? And she said, oh, it checks for explosives. I said, oh, okay. She said, is this, is this yours? I said, yeah, she, my, my, my daughter really wanted to carry the peanut butter. I said, I wasn't thinking that's pretty much a gel, right? She said, yeah. She said, if it's yours, that's fine. I'm like, oh, really? Because I'm six foot three and white? Yeah. And my kids are white and my wife is white? <laughs> okay, whatever fucking national security she still did the wipe though yeah but she was less nervous what am i gonna do hide c4 and peanut butter what a waste of peanut butter well i am now (laughs) but she's like you know you can't take this with you i'm like you know what whatever makes your job easier because i didn't want to get fucking searched after i already went through security right um you didn't bring any diapers with yourself (laughs) actually we had a shitload of diapers with us (laughs) Uh, That's the, not really the phrase you want, describing how many diapers you no, have. No, no, no. A shitload. Ha, no, having a shitload of diapers is better than having shitloaded diapers. Yeah, that's true. Right? To finish this off, it says, The representative told her that personnel had followed procedures during the search, Weber said. Then I thought, if you're just following rules and regulations, then the rules and regulations need to be changed, she said. Weber said she plans to file additional complaints next week. I'm not one to make waves, but daggummit. That's actually what's written there. Dead gummit. This is wrong. People need to know 
Next time it could be you. Are you kidding me? They were editing that article. It's just like, man, she, she used the word motherfucker right here, but I really want to emphasize what she was saying. What? Dad, Dad Gummit? You, you think Dad Gummit? That could work. She's from where? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's see. What do we got here? Oh, get out. Get off my page. Want to go back to Texas Governor Rick Perry? Oh, God. He's a moron. He is, isn't he? Why is he a moron this week? Because he said the economy crashed because it's God's plan to return USA to biblical principles. Oh, God. Fuck. Like, you know, this seriously. Is just, you know, this is so fucking stupid. Like, uh, why why are we giving him the time of day? This guy's a fucking idiot. Because he's ridiculous. Let's listen oh, to him. Fuck. It's just I a, think we're just in a, a time a of great revival in this in this world. I think it's an awakening. <laughs> and uh, I, I know there's a lot of concern. There's there's you know we've got this economic uh, recession that's going on. You've got all of these. Uh, the, the Middle East is in turmoil. I mean. The, you you yeah, turn all TV of a sudden, on and, and you really yeah. get concerned about what you're seeing. Um, I happen to think that our our greatest days are ahead of us. I believe uh, that. I think in America that uh, uh, from time to time we have to go through some difficult times, and, and and I think we're going through those difficult economic times for a purpose, and that uh, uh, to 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 bring us back to those biblical principles. Of uh, you know you don't spend all the money you 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 work that's a biblical hard for principle those, uh, uh, those six years and you put up that seventh year uh, in the warehouse to take you through the hard times and 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 not what spending all no of our money not asking for about. Pharaoh to 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 give everything to everybody and to take care of of, of folks because at the end of the day uh, it's slavery. We have pharaohs again? slaves to government. What the fuck was he talking about? All right, all right, all right, I get it. You have, a, you have music at the end. Cut it out. You know, the, the only good thing about Rick Perry is when they make a movie and they have to cast him, they got Josh Brolin right there ready to go. Yeah, definitely. I, you know what? I don't even want to talk about that anymore. That's fucking ridiculous. That is, that is the dumbest thing he's done this week. Who is this? <laughs> um, let's see. This was another link sent to us. I think Vishnu sent this one. Um, Ooh, there's an ad for weeds. Yes, there is. Love that yes, there is. Wisconsin defunds Planned Parenthood. Nineteen percent breakdown. Nineteen percent breaks down the bullshit. So, um, it says here today, Governor Scott Walker signed the bill that will defund Planned Parenthood and other Title X That's good. He better clinics. fund a whole lot of other welfare programs then because you're going to have a whole, whole fucking army of mouths to feed you. Yeah. Fucking idiot. Um, let's see. And stupid people are going to be fucking. Well, everybody fucks, right? So I thought everybody poops. Well, we're not going to talk about Santorum again. Ha-ha! Hmm. <laughs> Let's see, another Title X clinics from the state budget. So, members of the Badass Video Blogger on Beyonce's latest song said it was all over the internet some weeks ago. Oh, yeah, that was a question. So, remember, the Badass Video Blogger on Beyonce's latest song. I don't know. I didn't see that. Anyway, let's move on. Well, we're thrilled to announce that Feministing has asked 19% to join the team as our new vlogger. Okay. And her commentary on the GOP's attack on Planned Parenthood couldn't come at a better time. So... Basically, this is a response to um, the douchebag in Wisconsin. Shall we do it? Sure. 
Please don't Hello, everyone. Right. Last week, despite Governor Bev Perdue's awesome move to veto the state budget, North Carolina went the way of Indiana and Kansas and rounded out the trio of states to defund Planned Parenthood. But hold your horses, cowboys and girls. This trio is about to become a quartet, and I don't mean the kind with strings. Thanks to Republican Governor Scott Walker, Wisconsin is perched to sign a bill that would slash a million dollars from Planned Parenthood yearly funding, which could lead to the closing of nine clinics throughout the state. This is not surprising, considering Walker was endorsed by a group called Pro-Life Wisconsin, who thinks birth control is a form of abortion and that teenagers shouldn't know anything about S-E-X. Or at least they shouldn't be taught formally, you know, with accurate information. Better to let them learn from one another, you know, swapping bits of half-truths and myths about doing it. They'll figure it out. So Wisconsin has jumped on the bandwagon. This is not a good thing. This is a bad bad thing. What does this mean? It means that thousands and thousands of low-income and uninsured women, men, and children will no longer have access to, or have to wait a ridiculously long time for, the healthcare services that Planned Parenthood provides. Do you know how much it costs to go to the doctors? I thank my lucky HMO stars every time I get an explanation of benefits paper in the mail. It literally costs a bajillion dollars to get a checkup. Okay, maybe not a bajillion, but some quantity of dollars that I couldn't afford otherwise, nor can the average Planned Parenthood patient. These provisions to pull funds from Planned Parenthood came from anti-abortion lawmakers. Folks who don't want to give money to organizations who provide abortions. Fine, I understand this. But, uh, let's be clear. None of that money is used to fund abortion services. You want to know how I know that? Because for the past 35 years, the Hyde Amendment has prohibited federal funds from being used to fund abortions. That is how I know that. Which, by the way, do you realize that abortions only constitute a teeny tiny percentage of the services that Planned Parenthood provides? Less than 3%, to be exact. That means that 97% of these services are not abortions. They're things like birth control, emergency contraception, STD testing and treatment, cancer screenings, pregnancy testing, prenatal care, and all manner of other important things that people need to maintain their health, reproductive and otherwise. This is what I don't get. Join me, if you would be so kind, on an exercise in logic. You don't want women to have abortions. So you withhold money from an organization that provides abortions, even though this organization provides way more birth control than abortions. So you're effectively limiting access to birth control, which in theory would increase the number of unwanted pregnancies, which also in theory would increase the number of abortions. Way to think outside the box, guys. In the case of Wisconsin, cuts to Planned Parenthood are being portrayed, at least in part, as a cost-saving measure. But again, and I don't mean to go buckwild with the logical thinking here, in 2008, Planned Parenthood prevented over 11,000 pregnancies, which saved the state of Wisconsin $139 million that would have been spent on providing medical coverage for these would-be moms and their babies. Planned Parenthood is a valuable resource. Full disclosure, I've gone to Planned Parenthood when I needed Plan B, and I'm sure glad they were there to provide it, because otherwise I would have had a plan B, all right? Plan B as in baby. But sadly, folks in any of these four states might not be so lucky. Uh, That's pretty fucking clear. Yeah, how do you follow that? That's what we get for injecting logic into a situation. Fucking hell. Okay, so. Because you know what it is? Yeah. Because you know what it is? They're just like, don't fuck. Don't fuck. That's what they're saying. Don't fuck. Well, that's funny. Here's my next article. I know. I knew you were going to do that. Abstinence only sex ed, still a failure. Hmm. <sighs> Gonna fuck? This is from scienceblogs.com. 
Ah, the American Foundation for AIDS Research has issued a new report on abstinence-only sex education that reviews all the studies so far and concludes that such programs are not only a waste of resources, they can actually diminish the sexual health of those who undergo such training. A rigorous published review of 28 sexuality education programs in the United States and Canada aimed at reducing teen pregnancy and STIs, including HIV, have found that none of the three abstinence-only programs that meet the inclusion criteria for review demonstrated efficacy for delaying sexual debut. Hmm. That's technical for, uh, you can't stop the fucking... (laughs) Furthermore, these three programs did not reduce the frequency of sex or the number of partners among those students who had ever had sex. This same review found that nine abstinence-plus programs... Oh, that was... Shotgun, you think, out there? Mm. (laughs) Showed efficacy in delaying sexual debut as well as reducing the frequency of intercourse and increasing condom use once sex had been initiated. Abstinence plus sex ed is comprehensive sex education that teaches that abstinence is the only surefire way to prevent pregnancy and STIs, but that if you are going to have sex, you should take precautions to avoid both those things. They would do better. They would do better to have a campaign, mm. okay, that says, you know what? <clears throat> Use your mouth. I mean, really. <laughs> Blow him, eat her, whatever, okay? Yeah, yeah. You want your partner to get off? Fine. Just don't fuck, okay? Mm. Suck his dick, eat her out, whatever, yeah. okay? Just don't fuck. Okay, not even don't even like play that Simpsons song with the giant monsters, the the signs that come to life, and the song is just don't look, just don't look. Yeah, you would be better <laughs> off saying, look, you know what? Yeah, and you can't even suck be, him off. You can't even be safe with with anal sex because once the um the juices mingle, yeah, there's still a chance. Right. Really, the campaign should be just don't fuck, just, just don't, don't fuck. You know, there you go, Scott. There it is. <laughs> Use your mouth. Suck them off. Yeah. Nobody got, ever got pregnant a, from oral sex. Catchy way of saying it. Or, or you know, you, babies don't kick your teeth out. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Well. All right. It depends. You've seen some of them them tough pit fighting babies. Um, you know, what, what else? What else could you do? Uh, uh, let's leave that up to the listeners. What would your campaign slogan be for? If you're gonna have sex, it would only be oral sex. Right. Make it catchy. Make it. Make it raunchy. Seriously, just you know. I'll bet, I'll bet we could start that. The Are You Serious podcast says, "Take it in the mouth." Yeah. <laughs> right. I mean, after you take her out to eat, <laughs> eat her out. Exactly. I mean, come on. Exactly. Yep. Babies don't grow in your stomach. <laughs> I mean, babies don't grow across your forehead. <laughs> take one for the team. Or if you're a slut, take one oh, from the okay. team. No, no, no. <laughs> Wear a necklace, not a maternity dress. There you go. <laughs> Give her pearls. All right, all right. It says, um, uh, to get back to this... Um, a federally supported 10-year evaluation of abstinence only until marriage programs found that these programs had no impact on youth <laughs> remaining abstinent. All they did, all they did was raise the raise the number of times teenagers said, "Yeah, right." 
<laughs> you kidding me? Look at her. She's fucking hot. I'm going to yeah. tap that. Age at first intercourse, number of sexual partners, or condom use. Uh, that was the rest of the sentence there, actually. It didn't affect any of those things. In fact, these programs appeared to have negative effects on knowledge. <laughs> Abstinence-only program <laughs> participants were less likely to know that condoms can lower the risk of STIs. <laughs> In fact, and- kids who hadn't been thinking about sex were now thinking... I should get to I gotta go him. fuck something. I'm gonna go fuck something. <laughs> it's I mean, really, it's, abstinence, it's, abstinence only sex ed is like one big keep off the grass sign. It's a, it, like when I used to smoke, when people would say, Oh, you can't smoke here. Fuck you, I'm gonna smoke exactly. here. Exactly. Oh, let's see. Um program. <laughs> you can't less. fuck here. Oh yes, I will. <laughs> Watch this. Watch this. Don't, no pictures, please. We're less likely to know that condoms can lower the risk of STIs and more likely to report that condoms never protect against HIV. It has been the conclusion of every study I've seen on the matter. Um, this is by Ed Brayton, so it's his opinion there. Um, or not his opinion, but his conclusion, I should say. It's time we started paying attention to the evidence and eliminate funding for this terrible idea. I don't know. Ask Bristol Palin and her kid about abstinence. But on so, um, I had I had I have two things here, but one I wanted to I wanted to 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 bring up real quick, and I just don't have the fucking article. So maybe um, we'll do this last one here, um, and then maybe during the break I can find it and we can just discuss it quickly because it it kind of deals with stuff we've been talking about in feedback. Okay. Um, now this is full of a lot of um, Gaelic words and names. So I'm going to try and translate it into um, like an American equivalent that everybody can understand. Okay. Um, except obviously the people in Ireland who, you know. Uh, is Healy Ray uh, calls must be repaid. Um, basically, this guy is like a congressman. But um, he was on a reality show. Mm-hmm. And he made a shitload of phone calls. To vote for himself. Okay. So, um, see, he used basically what would be, because I don't want to butcher the language, because I definitely would. Um, he used um, what would basically be um, the the government phone line to make 3,000 calls to an RTE reality TV competition to vote for uh, a congressman's son, a TD's son, as... Um, they call it an outrageous use of facilities. Sean Barrett has demanded that the money be repaid in full and said that he would be he would be raising the issue in the next meeting of the Committee of Procedures and Privileges. It emerged today that 3,600 votes were cast for Michael Healy Ray using Lannister House phones where his father Jackie was a TD, costing taxpayers over 2,500 euros. Michael Healy Ray who succeeded his father as TD for Kerry South, has denied being involved in the calls to the premium line. When the abuse emerged four years ago, the House of Wait, the... Wait, four years ago? Yeah. Why um, are we reading about this? Because it was sent to us. Huh. That's fair, right? Yeah, I guess so. Okay. There's a word here that I... There is no way I can read it. It's O-I-R-E-A-C-H-T-A-S. But it's Gaelic, so... To me, what I've learned with Gaelic is um, you arrange word, letters in a certain pattern and then um, they sound completely different than how you would think yeah, they like would. Yeah, what you just said was um, 
you know, the word bathtub. Exactly. Uh, wrote to then TD Jackie Healy Ray, but received no reply. Um, Wasn't he in The Watchmen? Eamon Gilmore, I can't pronounce the first name, <laughs> has said the House Commission may have to look at the phone calls. Earlier, um, a senator called for an inquiry into whether the facilities at Leinster House were abused in the case. Uh, let me Let me see here. Yeah, it was basically um, Mr. Haley Ray. He won Celebrities Go Wild in 2007 after a public vote. So he used this line to basically pad the vote so he could win, and he used uh, government money. That's not a big surprise. Um, now, <laughs> I mean, it, it, the person that sent it, I'm gonna, I'm just going to call it up here so I can make sure. Um, I don't want to say one name and have it be another one. That is not the website I want to be on. What the hell? Um, they said it's not like, you know, dude showing his wiener or anything. But, um, <laughs> you know, this is uh, Mr. F, 1978, um, uh. on Twitter, unarmed atheist. Uh, he said, although, to be fair, he's never been caught sending pictures of his penis on the net yet. Fair enough. Um. So but if you, you know were, what, though? That's a gateway crime. <laughs> it is. You know, it is. Like illicit voting on a reality show. Yeah. You're only like two phone calls. You're like, you know, maybe parking ticket fraud. And mm. then, you know, sending a picture of your cock. To, then you got you rent know, boys. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Says, uh, if you want a real laugh, search him on YouTube like Darby O'Gill and the little people. He sets us back 50 years. He said he basically he's, he, he makes him uh, ashamed to be Irish. You yeah. should never be ashamed to be Irish. So. Uh, thank you for that, um, and I, I I did my best to gracefully fuck up the names. No, to gracefully scoot around all the Gaelic names <laughs> because I can I can sort of do Italian or French or whatever, but yeah. Gaelic is just it's like it's like Russian to me. It's so totally different. Gaelic. <laughs> I don't want to. Uh... There you go. There's another word you could use for your campaign. A Gaelic. lick instead of a poke. A lick instead of a poke. There you go. Yeah. Let's go to break. We'll be back. I. Is Andy home? Oh, me so sorry. He no home right now. You follow me. Oh, Andy's room smells kind of weird. Yeah, really strange. He left his computer on over here, too. Hey, guys, why do you think Andy might have this mask of human skin? That's weird. 
Maybe you guys know why there's this machete in the corner. This computer's just knife enthusiast websites in American apparel. Oh, wait, there's another website here. Palaver.com. Palaver. Okay, Palaver. Whatever, I Palaver. think. Yeah, he's definitely got the serial killer board up right under uh, Night of the Living podcast discussions. Oh, Jesus. Uh, maybe we should get the hell maybe out of here. Maybe we should go. Yeah, I think we should. Hey, guys, you ready to record? <laughs> If you're a fan of horror films, you should check out Night of the Living Podcast at NOTLP.com. Hey fans, it's Ken Forey. Just want to tell you about Mail Order Zombie. Great company. They review zombie films, any zombie film every zombie film and it's uh, something you should tune into so if you get a chance go to the website look these guys up Mel Zombie and find out what the hot zombie films are today what's going on these guys are right on the, the cutting edge of, of reviewing zombie movies and if you're a zombie or you want to be a zombie or you're thinking about being a zombie or your mom's a zombie your dad's a zombie your damn mother-in-law's a zombie tune into Mel Zombie baby you'll find out what's going on Ken Forey and that's out. Hi, this is famous Hollywood producer, Robert Evans. You know, I've made a lot of powerful enemies during my time in Hollywood. Like the time I pushed Steve McQueen in front of a moving car on the set of The Getaway because he was macking on my lady, Allie McGraw. But I've made one great friend... A boffo friend, if you will, since I retired. It's called Show Show, and it's the best fucking movie podcast ever. It's even better than cocaine, which I would know a lot about. Visit Show Show at showshow.podomatic.com or search Show Show, all one word, in the iTunes store. He's So I didn't find the exact article that I wanted, but I found an article that is the same topic. And we've been we've been talking both sides of the immigration debate, uh-huh. and I still don't know where I stand on it. Um, it's probably the only thing I really am kind of wishy-washy on. Um, it says here, the immigration law already hitting Georgia farmers. Um, I guess uh, Georgia passed HB 87. Uh, it says here, it takes almost 80,000 workers to harvest Georgia's crops, according to the Georgia Fruit and Vegetable Growers Association. A number of these workers are migrants or immigrants coming from other states or countries to work in the fields for a season or two. But when Georgia House Bill 87, the Illegal Immigration Reform and Enforcement Act of 2011, goes into effect Friday, which um, is tomorrow, uh, tomorrow, 
<laughs> right? Tomorrow's Friday? No, tomorrow's Thursday. Really? Today's Wednesday. Oh, shit. So it's the day after tomorrow. But it'll be tomorrow when I put this out. Okay. <laughs> um, uh, let's see. Was it, uh, farmers might be hard-pressed to find workers. What we began hearing in mid to late May was many of our migrant workers, they were not coming to Georgia, said Charles Hall, executive director of the Georgia Fruit and Vegetable Growers Association. Farmers are short on harvest labor, 30 to 50%. You don't have a whole lot of window. That crop has to come out or it'll spoil. HB 87 mandates employers and police check the immigration status of employees and criminal suspects. I can understand the criminal suspects. The bill also makes it a state crime to knowingly transport or house undocumented immigrants, and it limits the type of identification documents people can use. The federal government is not left out of HB 87. The provision regarding employers verifying employees' immigration status involves a federal online database called E-Verify. It's creative. By law, the system cannot be used to screen potential employees. The employer must initiate the E-Verify inquiry no later than three business days after the employee begins work for pay. Georgia Poultry Federation President Mike Giles said in an email to the Times, E-Verify is free to use and until now is a voluntary program. Mandatory E-Verify use will be phased in over the next two years in Georgia, Hall said. (coughs) However, there could be costs involved for farmers. Many of our farmers don't have a human resources department. There might be personnel cost and loss of productivity. You have the person first, then you E-Verify. It's a three-week period. If you fire an employee before the period is over, you could get a discrimination suit. It's not a good situation. That's kind of dumb. You should verify before you hire them. Right. Giles said all Georgia poultry producers already use E-Verify, so HB 87 will not be affecting the hiring practices of the industry. Even legal workers are concerned with HB 87. I heard people talk about some of these legal guys uh, are going to leave the state, and I really believe that, but it's happening, uh, said Drew Eccles, farm manager at J. Moore Farms in Alto. Folks are scared to death. It's hard to get this community to understand what this law does. So basically what we have is a whole bunch of crops in Georgia that are picked by, um, by, by workers in the field, hunched over in the sun for $9 an hour, and there are no, you know, the whole they took our jobs bullshit mm-hmm. line. People are not lining up to take these jobs from the immigrant workers. They do jobs that we won't do. Well, and people will start to come and do them. Well, we'll see. I doubt it. I wouldn't want to do that. Yeah, I would. Well, do you know why? Do you know why? Because if they don't, right, hmm. food prices are going to go up. Yeah. Okay, a little bit. Food prices will go up. Yep. People will will need to. I mean, on a, on a on a large scale. I mean, the way this this works, so that affects you know people's you know disposable income. Whatever. Right. People will need. People will go and fill those jobs because they'll need the money. Quite frankly, it's that it's it's, it's that basic. We'll, we'll see. Okay? Do you, I don't think they can get as many workers as they need, though. I don't know. It's interesting. It's something that we should keep an eye on. Now, food prices will go up, and we'll end up. I mean, in the supermarket, we will feel the sting for that. Right, right. But if you can't get a person in there to do the job at nine dollars an hour, and you up it to eleven or twelve dollars an hour, food prices go up anyway. Exactly. 
Basically, any food from George is going to cost more now. But the thing is, though, <laughs> it's if you've got you've got people, uh, but then you've got more people working, mm. which is good. Yeah, it's it's I, to 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 just like <laughs> you know boil it down. This is a very very complicated issue. It is a very complicated it's something that issue. that that we've accepted as a society, as a country. We've gone with and gone with and gone with, and now people are like, we need to get illegal immigrants out of here. Oh wait, there's consequences to what I just said. Shit. I don't even know why it would be necessary to have a new bill. That basically says, know. let's enforce the laws that are there. Yeah, that is an interesting Why don't point. they just enforce the laws that were there in the first place? <laughs> I mean, it's not that fucking difficult. Yeah, that is kind of like making another law that says, hey, killing people's bad. Yeah. So, interesting. I don't know. I don't know. All right, well, let's, uh, let's, let's do this. I found this. Hello, what have we here? This letter has to be very personal. What's that scribbly gook? This is a fan letter. Fine. I'll just let it go to voicemail. All right. So you got you got two there. Yeah, I do. Because we already read one. All right. So let's see here. We got uh, we got this is from Bjorner. A long time listener here. Yeah. All right. Hey, guys. First off, no need to read this if you didn't see the season premiere of True Blood, but we both did. Right. So we can talk to this. My thoughts on it are somewhat underwhelmed. (laughs) Oh, so spoiler alert if you haven't watched it. Yeah, spoiler alert. So come back in about five minutes. Yeah, well, just, you know, it's the end of the show. So Um, I got really happy seeing (laughs) Gary Cole as Sookie's grandfather. I've always liked him as an actor and hope they bring him back. That that might be really difficult. That might be tough because now he's dead. (laughs) He's dust. So, um... And I thought it was fine. It was a nice little, almost like a cameo kind of thing. I thought, yeah. that, was, I thought that was fine. Yeah. Um, I thought it was a little soon to bring in the whole, the fairies are evil thing. Just some of them. Yeah. Just, yeah. Well, some of them, but that there is this ugliness behind I, the, I, the beauty. I, I liked that it wasn't like um, the 1980s Clash of the Titans anymore. Because that seemed way out of place. But you know what it does? But like the sort of, you know, idyllic, you know, Garden of Eden kind of beautiful thing. Mm. They could have let that linger for a little bit. They could Besides blowing their load on the first, you know, the first episode. (laughs) So I would have really liked to see a little bit more. Plus, it wasn't exactly clear what the fairies were trying to do in terms of like, you know, taking back or taking what they felt was theirs. Like that was, it's just like. It was a whole bunch of like, we're going to get what's ours. And Chucky's like, oh, we're going to get the fuck out of here. Exactly. Mr. Brady, let's yeah. go. All right. The, oh, that's right. The thing that, I, that I'm that i most curious about is how they actually made those light fruits because it really looked like they were eating peaches. Yeah, they did a pretty good job so with that. My guess is what, the, you hollow out the, the peach pit and you know. fill it's it with, just... with like LEDs so there's no heat. That would no, be. It's I, all just special effects. I don't know. The, it, I don't know. Uh, Lafayette's storyline is kind of boring, and I hope it goes somewhere more interesting. I think it will. I I, I think it will, but now it's kind of getting to the point where it's starting to remind me of what happened with Heroes, okay? Yeah, but I hadn't made it this far into Heroes. Okay, but no, but but like (laughs) like Heroes, sort of like everybody had a special fucking power. Yeah. Everybody was a goddamn superhero. Oh, yeah. All right? 
So, but now we look at the big, the, the main players mm. in in True Blood. Yeah. Okay. Sookie's a fairy. Obviously, you have your vampires. Right. All right. Fucking Sam is a you know shapeshifter. Right. Uh, now Lafayette's some like super fucking witch guy. Yeah. He's got what? Okay. He's like got the shine. Yeah. Whatever okay. You yeah. Call it. He's got the shine. Okay. I mean, real. I mean, granted, right now. You know, Jason Stackhouse's ability seems to be maintaining his abs and growing some facial hair. Yeah. That's... Okay. But like pretty soon they're going to. It's going to change. The second it's, episode. No, I, I know what happens okay, to him so in the book. It's like, are you fucking it will kid? Like everybody and their fucking sister. I mean, even the goddamn baby is supposed to be evil. See. All right. So this, uh, Tara's a badass. I will, let's finish when he's right, got that. So Lafayette. Okay. Bill as the vampire king or whatever he is has some promise. He seems yeah. more menacing and sooky with Eric is the pairing I always cheered for anyways. I didn't really cheer cheer for a pairing i fucking hate that stuff when it gets all like love triangle him or her you know team eric or whatever you know what i i hate the team and the name bullshit but i like her with eric more because eric is he's honest about his ambitions you know the whole with thing i don't give a fuck who's dating it's like celebrities i don't care who's fucking who but in the show you gotta have a relationship i think that eric is kind of i think i like eric's kind of a funny douchebag underhanded guy he buys her fucking house i mean the minute you heard that somebody bought the house you're just like oh of course it was either bill or eric it was yeah I, i knew it was eric I, I knew the man is just like, oh, because he's a douchebag and he would do it. Yeah. Okay. But look what he did with it. He made it all nice. Exactly. Because by the end of the last season, they still hadn't cleaned the shit up off the house. Yeah. From, the, from the Mary Ann's last party and yeah. shit like that. Um, Which then, I liked. I liked that it was still a disaster because she has so much shit going on. Right. That was, that was good. But you didn't see the part where, where, where Eric like built himself a little you know closet thing in the house. Yeah. Eric's got like a little. Oh, of course you know, he does. Little, his little digs in there. It's pretty fucking funny. Of course. Um. So kill off fucking Tara. Even as a lesbian cage fighter, she's poorly acted and boring. I watching the oh you know the 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 this is what happened last season right recap for the first episode. I'm like, all right, is she just gonna die this season? I I don't care. Yeah, I don't see any. But you know what? That is the most logical thing for her to do. Is yeah, because she's got a lot of rage. She's gonna go beat the shit out of people. Yeah, and I. That she's not using her real name or where she's really from shows that I don't think she's serious about any relationship she's in. But it makes sense that she would go the opposite because every man in her life has been a fucking psychopath. Yeah. So, okay. Uh, um, Let's see. She she actually seemed a lot more confident and with it than she has in the past. So, let's see where it goes. Jason has the most interesting stuff going on, <laughs> for me anyways. What the hell are those inbreds up to? He's grown up a lot. He's yeah, a little bit in the year he's not, that, that she's been away or whatever. He's so. actually smarter. Now, Andy is the Jason yeah, character. Yeah, exactly. He's the dude. Like. Just He's addicted to V and blah, blah, oh, well, blah. Oh, we, well, we need to mention, too, anybody, for anybody that, that hasn't watched or that, 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 I don't know why I would mention this, but a year passed. Yeah. She was gone for like an hour Ten minutes, and, a, yeah. and a year passed. Um, kind of almost like a Battlestar one year later thing, but it didn't seem to enrage right. people as much as it as Battlestar yeah. did. <laughs> um, nice to see Sam thriving and finally growing some balls, horse balls, anyways. Yeah, that um, whole thing made me really uncomfortable. The the group thing, why? 
because I didn't know what the fuck they were gonna do. Birds of feather, just hanging. No, that out makes sense. And running around. That, that's know? that's once I saw they're running around as horses. That's okay. Yeah, but it got a little uncomfortable for a second. Um, I'm ready for more True Blood, but they need to introduce something. I don't know what, but something. Bring back Wolf, dude. He was cool. But you know what, though, it's like it. it it's really getting. I know it's four seasons in. Yeah, and it's just like you know, I just. The the basic premise has sort of gotten lost, and now it's like a fucking cavalcade of all the monsters from fucking you know. Well, that's from Scooby Doo. That's what that's right? what's going on. You, in the you've books. got you got your witches, you got your goblins, you got your fucking vampires, you got mm-hmm. your you know. Let's change the goblins are still shit. technically fairies. Well, whatever. Okay, yeah. but it's just like what I thought was really really interesting yeah. about the whole initial premise was okay vampires no longer need to feed and they want to become more integrated right all right and that has sort of taken a back seat to all this other fucking fantastical bullshit oh yeah so that's kind of a problem for me but we'll see where it goes this this season is i i guarantee you're going to focus on witches and that's why uh jesus was introduced and lafayette is gonna i would imagine have a bigger role in the whole thing did you see what they did with the parrot yeah Okay, so yeah. that's like, all right, whatever. But what I really liked was outside the circle, it dropped fucking dead. Yeah. It went over that line and just... Right. Interesting. So, but you didn't see what happened with Eric, did you? No, no. Would you that's, like me to tell you? No, no. Okay. I, I would rather right. watch and find out. All right, moving on. And yeah, thanks for Park and Recreation. I finally started watching it, and I dig it. <laughs> Way too much polar in the first season, but season two was great, and Adam Scott is a nice contribution. I agree with that. I who's, love Who's Amy Adam polar. Scott? Adam Scott is the dude that um, Leslie Nope is digging. Ben? Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Because so. I was just watching the uh, the season with Louis C.K. in it. Yeah. Um, keep up the good work, Chris and Frank. I'm always listening, even though I don't write as much. P.S. Nice. Fuck Blue Thunder. Uh, now, that's a line from a million years ago, and that is showing that he is a longtime yeah. fan. Yeah. P.P.S. Uh, hooray for New York turning gay. All yeah. right. Yeah. Great. What, so, you, what you got there? Um, we got uh, Rev, Reverend Scott. Uh, just because we, we were talking about um, TV and stuff. Yeah. Um, can I talk about um, Hangover for a minute? Sure. There's a little yeah. bit of entertainment stuff here. I saw Hangover too, and I was really, really disappointed. I have no, I have no need to see it. You honestly. know, it was it. I don't know. It's the same fucking movie, beat mm. by beat by beat by beat. Same fucking movie. Almost like a remake in another country. Pretty much, yeah. Mm. It's just like if you haven't seen Hangover One, see s- see the second one. Yeah. If you really need to see these characters up on the screen, they gave Ken Jeong like good stuff to do. Okay, well, because he's um, good on community. Yes, he he's so. good and he's funny and that's fantastic. Yeah. Um, but. They didn't really do anything new. What pissed me off the most, and it probably makes me more angry at some of the magazine articles than the movie itself, Mm. is just, you know, these writers talk about how they really want to take these characters and dig a little bit deeper and go, it's the same fucking movie, guys. It's a comedy. How deep are you going to dig? Exactly. Like, it's it's just not, it's not, don't see it. I'm telling you now, don't see it. Don't bother seeing it. I'm sorry. If it happens to be on TV and the remote is, you know, over there and you don't want to reach it, then watch it if you, you don't can't say fall that asleep. very often. No, it's just it's really not worth it. So that's my little thumbnail review on that piece right. of shit. Um, meanwhile, here's one more bit of feedback from mm. Reverend Scott. Hi guys, happy episode one fifty. I did something very special this week and put together a custom script, recorded it, took sound clips from your show, and edited it all together to music, all for your amusement. Wow, what? that should be wow. enough. 
You greedy bastards. Doesn't he do that every week? Uh, well, we'll find Peace out. Peace and love, Reverend Scott. P.S. I love... Oh, my God. This is just something he wants to yeah, cut go ahead. into something else. I love giant moose, cow, horse, dog, whale, balls, penis, vagina, taint. Sounds like a Ben and Jerry's flavor. <laughs> hey there, Chris and Frank. This is Glenn Beck. Due to complications with my new show, I've decided... Taking over this segment on Are You Serious is the best way to get my message to the people of the world. Balls. (laughs) Just kidding. Don't worry, Frank. This is actually Reverend Scott, not that fathead idiot. Although Glenn Beck and I do have at least one thing in common. We never lie. Balls. You know, last week you mentioned that a hot topic on Palaver right now is illegal immigration. Apparently that topic has been going on for a while now. Maybe it's time that I weighed in on the subject. That way you'll know the right opinion and can stop (laughs) arguing about it. Let me get more specific than illegal immigration and talk about illegals with jobs in places like Walmart. Walmart employs hundreds of thousands of Americans. They freely work there. These aren't those quote-unquote dirty jobs that illegals are typically said to take just because Americans don't want to do them. The problem is (laughs) illegals are doing the same job as everyone else at places like Walmart, but they do it for less money. Why would they want to pay an American to do the job when they can save money and hire an illegal? So what do we do about this? Do we lock down the borders and deport every illegal we can find to open up these jobs? Do we take illegals by the hand across the Mexican border ourselves and then stop to celebrate by drinking margaritas and doing lines of coke off a donkey's forehead? Mexican coke is fucking delicious. I say no. What we do is give illegals a raise in pay. I say, pay them equal wages to Americans. Dramatic pause. No, I don't read that. Yes, I say, pay illegals equal wages to Americans. I can hear it right now. Some loudmouth little girl saying, fuck no, they're illegal. They don't deserve more money. Maybe, little girl, maybe you're just a bitch. Maybe. <laughs> maybe. Maybe you ought to keep your bitch maybe, mouth shut. Exactly. <laughs> maybe you just need to, you know, back off, okay? All right? That's right, because what's the exact reason places like Walmart hire illegals? To save money on workers' expense. If you level out the wages given to illegals, you take away the advantage to hiring them, therefore making them no more desirable to hire than John Q. American. Unfortunately, though, we treat our personal opinions about things like illegal immigrants just like we treat our penis. I'm a control freak. I can't let anybody else touch it. Okay, fine. Don't be influenced by what I say. Don't agree with my opinion, (coughs) the right opinion. Just decide on your own values. You can be like me and believe in my values, or you can be like Chris and believe in his. Selling your children into slavery, killing disobedient children, basically, you know, fucking 12-year-olds and then having to marry them. Good values. (laughs) (laughs) That's all I have to say about that. Peace and love, guys. I think if my penis were longer, it would probably be easier to satisfy people, not satisfy the ladies, but men too, maybe even children, although I'm not sure that would be right. Morally, it would probably be wrong to involve children. I think a longer penis would be better for me going forward with all all the men that like touching themselves while listening to a great show. Balls. Balls. Oh, wow. What was that? That was brilliant at oh the my end. God. You sounded totally wasted. Wow. <laughs> that was me last week. That was you last week. Oh my week. God. When you were awake. Oh, that was that was so <laughs> fucking painful. <laughs> uh uh. Yeah. That's fucking crazy. So I'm gonna 
All right, folks. Episode 150. Are you serious? Podcast at gmail.com. Yep. 206-338-3094. Yep. That was a pop quiz. I want to thank James from Art of War for our opening and closing music. I'm going to try this one out this week. And um, maybe we'll change it because I got other stuff to pick from. So, cool. Um, the new Palaver website is Palaver 2.0. It's going to premiere. Um, what's that? Tomorrow. So by the time you hear this, it should be up and ready to go. And you know how? Remember how I said I had one show coming up? Mm-hmm. I have three. Really? We have three shows. Cool. Worcester, Boston. And Methuen. That's a weird one. Wow. Yeah. That's up the road for me. Well, uh, July 23rd, July 30th, and then sometime in August. July 23rd, we're going camping. Oh, yeah? I'm going to sleep outside. Nice. I'm going to be I'm gonna be being metal. That's what I'm going to be being. Cool. We'll see if I fuck shit up. I probably will. I need to practice more. It's broken road. <laughs> broken road. <laughs> All right. It sounds louder in our headphones, I think, than it is on the thing there so but we'll hear when it fades up so anything else um cock balls oh okay throw that out there for scott so after after this little bit here of the, of the music which i need to we need to i need to edit it a little bit i think uh, maybe keep it softer longer i don't know um f13 yeah, sent us a song nothing that's usually not something a guy plans uh, keeping it softer longer well, it depends who's around. But I'm bummed. If the Pope's here. <laughs> oh, sweetheart. Um, there's a song, very sad song if you follow, if you watch the YouTube video, but it's kind of funny without without the video. It's about the fact that there's no God. Yeah. Notice I said fact. That'll be a hoot. <laughs> All right. So uh, that's 150. Have a good week. All right, bye.